Our coverage of You Decide 2024 is presented by Big Fish Roofing. They're the roofers you can trust. Big Fish Roofing. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. A Trump-Biden rematch appears even more likely after the former president sails to victory in New Hampshire. His lone GOP challenger insists she's not leaving the race. In-depth team coverage continues with WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney with the JU Public Policy Institute. That Trump won is not a surprise. The margin may not be a surprise all of that much either, nearly double digits. So we walk away from New Hampshire with a clarity on what, Rick? Well, I think we have the clarity that Donald Trump truly is dominant in in getting this nomination. And although people want it to be competitive at this point, it's really not a competitive race. It was historic what he's done. It was a historic margin in Iowa, winning by over 30 points. What he did in New Hampshire, a double-digit win, is pretty significant. Uh, this is one of the, the one state in which he was maybe the most vulnerable because of their open primary, because of the independent voters, because of the college-educated constituency. This is one where he had a real challenge. And while Nikki Haley did defy some expectations here because the polling suggested 11 to 19 percent, and she's really at that double-digit edge, there's a little bit here for her to go forward, but the path ahead for Nikki Haley is very challenging. In particular, Rich, she needs to convince donors that she has a path so that they will fund this. Then if she stays in, she needs to draw a sharp contrast with Donald Trump. And, of course, with South Carolina ahead, it's going to be very, very difficult. Although it's her home state, it'll be very daunting there. She's trailing in the polls. The endorsements are against her. So for Nikki Haley, it's a tough road ahead. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. This is how she framed it last night. Millions of voters in over 20 states will have their say. Yes. We should honor them. Now, we should honor them is the point she's making. How does she draw a distinction, though, and uh, get those donors and ultimately support in her own home state, which, by the way, she trails in double digits. I saw one poll in South Carolina upwards of 30 percent. Rich, it's going to be very, very difficult. Remember, this is her home state. Um, however, South Carolina is more like Iowa than New Hampshire. And by that, I mean in South Carolina, it's more conservative, socially conservative. It's more evangelical. It very much is Donald Trump country. He has that big lead you're talking about. And you have, of course, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham, the U.S. senators, have endorsed Donald Trump. The governor has endorsed Donald Trump. Uh, Congresswoman Mace has endorsed Donald Trump. So that establishment Republicans in South Carolina have endorsed, uh, endorsed Donald Trump. But she has an opportunity, if she can convince donors, that it's now one-on-one. There were 14 in this race. There's now two. And if she can get the funding and if she draws a sharper contrast with Donald Trump, if she can peel votes off of Donald Trump, they only have one place to go, and that's to her. What she hopes to do is to defy expectations in South Carolina and then not too long afterward, it's Super Tuesday, that's what she's talking about, where nearly a 1,000 delegates are at stake. So it's going to be a very challenging path forward. Donald Trump is the odds-on favorite. Nikki Haley hanging in for now. If this race were to wind down quickly, with be it before South Carolina or maybe immediately after, how does the Trump campaign and Trump himself keep the energy going throughout the year, given that there won't be much in the way of competition at all, the path will be clear to a nomination uh, to, to continue to drive turnout because November is still a long ways away. Well, I think one of the things they'll do, and I was a little surprised by his acceptance speech last night that he didn't do this. I think one of the things to do is to turn your eyes to Joe Biden. 
Last night, uh, he turned his eyes to Nikki Haley, and clearly he was frustrated with her. You have contrasting speeches after Iowa, in which he was very gracious, called for unity, complimented his opponents. And then you had last night, in which he was very much attacking Nikki Haley. Last night would have been an opportunity, quite frankly, to go after Joe Biden and to go after his administration and to frame this election as having been over, that he's going to get the nomination. So if, in fact, Nikki Haley does not stay in for the long run, I think you'll see a shift in focus to the general election, and that means Joe Biden. And there's lots of ways to try to, for him to go after Joe Biden. Is This will be the contest. Trump versus Biden that most of the nation does not want, but there's a very good chance that this is the contest we're going to get. President Biden's name did not appear on the ballot in New Hampshire. His supporters voted to write in his name, and he swamped the challenge from Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips. WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney with the JU Public Policy Institute. Thanks.